Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. LeBron James reminds me a little bit now of a pitcher post-Tommy John surgery is that LeBron James is 31. Uh, he doesn't dunk as much. You're not going to get a 45-point night from him. Those days are over. He's a human being. In the end, we're seeing the LeBron that is 31, is not going to chase you down and block from behind, is not going to slam dunk as much, or with the the volume he did. He is no longer an A-plus score and an A-plus defender and an A-plus this, that, and everything. He is really A-minus to B-plus at everything. LeBron James. What's better than this? Guys, speaking dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. I'm Joe Marino of NDT Scouting and the FRS Network, joined by Kyle Krabs, who's founder and director of scouting with NDT Scouting, also with the FRS Network. And we are your hosts here on this edition of the Draft Dudes Podcast. Kyle, that's three in a row where we synced up our schedules to be together for the people, talking football, and we've got a great show prepared. Yeah, this is... Uh... This is a rare summer occurrence. Everyone, you're welcome. And uh, it'll it'll be good to get some film takes out because we've been yep. grinding some tape. I wrote a scouting report yesterday, like a formal scouting report yesterday. So that's a little new for uh, <laughs> June. June. That's the first time I've done that. So, yeah, this is uh, so some firsts and some, some firsts as far as stringing podcasts together with the two of us. And life is good. Uh, one point of information here. We are recording this before The Bachelorette airs Yes, on Monday night. So you can you can rest assured that our next episode of the Draft News Podcast will have Bachelorette takes. Of course, keeping up with our good dude, PFF Mike. And uh, if you missed Friday's episode, go back and listen to that thing. Because 
Uh, Kyle and I, we role-played our introductions to The Bachelorette out of the limo. And mine was terrible. You can just go ahead and fast-forward right through it. But Kyle Krabs nailed it. I've listened to it several times. Went back into the archives and listened. And if you haven't got your ears on that masterpiece, get your ears on it because it's gold. Yeah, it's about six minutes and 30 seconds in if you want to just skip over the Joe Marino intro. Yes, thank you. Yes. Um, Real quick, does... As you said, we're recording. It's it's 6 p.m. on the East Coast here on Monday night. Does Mike get a rose tonight, yes or no? I don't think so. No. I think he's done. You think yeah. this is it? You think he's he's two and done? He is. I'm hoping that he gets some quality one-on-one time. You know, he really he shoots his shot a little bit more. Not that he didn't write in the introduction. He definitely shot his shot. But um, I, I keep going back to just not seeing enough Mike in those highlights. And I think if he's a player, a sustaining player on this uh, journey, you know, we'd have seen him a few times. I think this is the, the night he gets a boot. Listen, um, for the sake of being different, and it's the only reason why I'm doing it, I'm going <laughs> to disagree with you. I think he, I okay. think he pulls through because you led this spot and said no, he's going home. Well, that's good. I mean, I'm not right about a lot of things, so that's that's not a bad angle. That's Let's not a bad. Go. Re- not a bad reason to take that. Let's one, get Kyle. that. We want to eat a W on draft. Oh, Kyle wants to eat a W. So, Mike, go get that rose, baby. What you got, Kyle? You got a complaint? For yeah, us? yeah. Uh, actually, I'm, a new thing. I'm or? glad you do. I got to get this off my chest. Um, Mother Nature sucks. It has rained probably two consecutive weeks worth of days here in in Pennsylvania. Joe, what was the weather like this weekend for you? I, it rained a little bit, but I mean, I, th- I guess it was probably 90s, up low 90s, high 80s. Listen, dude, yesterday, I think the high yesterday was 73 in Delaware. And uh, the reason why I have a bone to pick with this is uh, I spent a lot of time driving on 95, I-95, which uh, if you live on the East Coast, you know exactly what that is because that goes tip to tip. Um but, easy Joe, I heard that. Um, 95 has a lot of tractor trailers, and a lot of tractor trailers means they cast a lot of stones. So I had a crack in my windshield, very small crack, that I acquired yesterday, driving home. And uh, I said, okay, no big deal, I'll wait till the rain stops. I'll go out and I'll get one of the, the, uh, the patch kits. Did you know you can patch a cracked windshield, Joe? I, I learned it yesterday. <laughs> When you told me you were going to do this on the phone. Yeah. So this was the game plan. And I woke up this morning, and because the low was, I think, 51, this crack has turned into a giant smile across my windshield. (laughs) I shit you not, it goes the entire width of the windshield. So now I have to get my windshield replaced. So (sighs) not only is it wet, it's bipolar, and it's costing me money now. You know, I, my biggest gripe here is that I was really excited to hear how your DIY. So was I. I wanted to know how this turned out. I was nervous for you. You called me yesterday. You told me you're doing this. I was like, Kyle, I don't know if you're going to be able to pull it off. And I needed to hear back. And now, I, and now I've been robbed of the opportunity. So you're just as upset at Mother Nature as I am. For different reasons. And, um,. We, I'd had my own DIY failure the night before. I was oh. trying to hook, trying to hook oh, up yes, the sound that's bar. That's right, yeah. <laughs> did, have you, did you get the sound bar figured out? Uh, no. Oh, dear. 
No, I didn't get that soundbar figured out. What I did is I took your advice. I watched some YouTube videos. <clears throat> and the YouTube video, the first thing the guy really said, he says, look, chances are the reason you're watching this video is because they didn't give you the right cable. And so that was exactly it. You need to get this cable, order that thing on Amazon. Should be here soon, and I'll have my soundbar rocking and rolling. So we're both waiting on cables from Amazon. This is our la- my personal last non-football take before we move on. But uh, went to play some NCAA 14 today on my Xbox 360, and the uh, the blue input to the television is out, which wouldn't be a big deal, except every single uniform on the field looks exactly the same. So as I'm trying to play offense <laughs> and throw to some receivers – I'm I'm getting cross-eyed just looking at the screen because all it is is red and gray for every single team with a little hint of yellow. So um, I did eke out a win against Kentucky, who was ranked, by the way, in my dynasty was West Virginia Mountaineers. Uh, 37-20, two late tutties, the difference. And uh, I said, that is enough of that. I am not going to try and play that anymore. Uh, I have put NCAA 14 on the back burner until I get my new uh, video input cord from our good friends at Amazon. Amazon, hit us up. Let's do a, a sponsorship here for Draft Dudes. It, it so, what you described to me sounds like the uh, Wyoming Central Michigan yes. Bowl yes. game. Yes, that's exactly what it was. That's a, I, 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 I can't make heads or tails of anything I'm looking at. It's just a, an amoeba <laughs> of bodies on the field. It was miserable. Or Thursday night football with Color Rush for the colorblind. I loved Color Rush. I I, I didn't hate it at all. But yeah, can I, we I do... pour one out for Color Rush? Yeah, because it's done, one right? Out. It's, it's done. It's done. I think they can bring them out <clears throat> at certain points during the season. But this whole uh, color on color Thursday night reason to get people to watch, you know, the Colts and uh, Texans without. Andrew Luck and Deshaun Watson is over with. Well, you know, we can thank two teams for this: the Jacksonville Jaguars and their diarrhea. Gold <laughs> and the L.A. Rams and their crayon yellow. Now those two were no bueno, and technically, probably the uh, the Dolphins glow stick orange didn't help either. So, touche. That's it. That's it. Um, should we talk about the supplemental draft, Joe? Yeah. What the hell is that for the people that don't know? Yeah. So if you don't know what the supplemental draft is. Uh, Virginia Tech cornerback Adonis Alexander is in this year's 2018 Supplemental Draft, which will take place sometime in July. Supplemental Draft is for players who ha- who are have fulfilled their eligibility requirements to go to the pros, uh, but for whatever reason will not be with their team uh, in the upcoming college football season, so they missed the declaration deadline to come out for the actual draft. The draft has passed. Adonis Alexander has been declared uh, academically ineligible. So instead of having to transfer to a small school and play out the year, Adonis has said, I'm going to take my talents to the next level. I'm declaring for the supplemental draft. And any team that chooses to pick him in mid-July will forfeit an equivalent round of, you know, they do first, and they'll go by 2018 draft order. Do you want this guy? Everybody says no. Second round, no. Third round, all the way down until somebody picks him or he goes unpicked. And whatever round he goes in, that team will give up a 2019 draft selection. They're almost just forwarding their draft selection in order to get this player, Joe. Last time we had a supplemental draft pick, do you remember who it was? 
the tackle, uh, Battle, Isaiah yeah, Battle. Yeah, Isaiah Battle, that's right. Now, do you know who the most prominent player to come out in the supplemental draft is? Uh, I mean, there's several. Uh, Josh Gordon's probably the one people will know. Historically. Um, Bernie Kosar. Chris Carter. Really? Chris now Car- I've, le- I've learned something. There you today. go, yes. Chris Carter. Uh, see, I, I learned this researching the supplemental draft in advance for the scouting report that I did on Adonis, Adonis Alexander. Uh, Chris Carter actually hired an agent and got busted and was uh, a supplemental pick. I think he was a fourth-round supplemental draft choice by the Philadelphia Eagles. I had no idea that the supplemental draft has produced Hall of Fame football players, Kyle. Yeah, it also produced the Boz. Brian Bosworth was a supplemental draft pick. He was actually a first-round supplemental draft choice by the Seahawks. Wow, so they gave up their first-round pick the next year to get him. Yep. And I so that's, the, that's kind of the silver lining with the supplemental draft is it's like a normal draft. Teams either pick or they don't. And if you pick the player in whatever round you pick them, you lose that draft pick in the next draft. So whoever selects, if he does get selected, Adonis Alexander, they will forfeit that pick that they had in that slot for the next draft coming up. So it's a calculated choice here. Yeah, and and typically, right, if these guys come out in a supplemental situation, odds on there's a little bit more higher incurred risk uh, with with these guys. And, And that's one of the things that teams will have to weigh when it comes to Adonis Alexander who I actually did a full film assessment on, put it up on the FRS network, looking at Adonis, who apparently has become much more athletic in his his time with the Hokies. Uh, From his recruiting profile coming out of high school, he was listed as a vertical jump in the low 30s and a 4.92 in the 40. Uh, I could tell you he's not a tremendous explosive athlete. But he's got some ups, and I don't think he's going to run four nine two. Um, but I, when I lo- looked at Adonis Alexander, I watched uh, Clemson, Miami, West Virginia, and Oklahoma State. So some pretty prominent competition. A lot of teams that like to pass football around uh, pressure you in different ways. Uh, Oklahoma State was a lot of vertical shots. West Virginia had some vertical shots, but they also forced you to come up and tackle. Same thing with Clemson. Uh, Miami was a little bit more of a physical showdown. And uh, Adonis is interesting because at 6'2", 6'3", whatever he is legitimately, he's listed at 6'3". Uh, very lengthy guy. And I really like his ability to get his hands on you and minimize your ability to stack him without him pinning you into the sideline. He's very effective in utilizing his length and his hands in doing so. But if you get him in off-ball situations or he has to uh, pattern match a receiver and it requires him to stick his foot in the ground and kind of peel back against his momentum, I I think that's where you see some limitations with him in coverage, primarily because he is so tall at 6'3". You could see how long his strides are, and that that really takes away from his foot quickness. So this is going to be a scheme-specific guy. Uh, Washington would be a team I think he'd be a nice fit on kind of thinking about what they do and, and his ability to learn from Josh Norman. Um, but when I looked at his film, I have an interesting comp here, Joe. I don't know. Did you get a chance to read the, the report that I put up today? I did. I don't remember who your comp was, though. 
Uh, do you remember Brian Allen, the corner from Utah that the Steelers took yeah, in the fifth big, round? Yeah, big, long guy. Yep, big, uh, long yeah, guy. Uh, kind of the same strengths and weaknesses where ball skills are really, really good. And Allen used to be a wide receiver, so that makes a lot of sense. Uh, but the short area change of direction skills, the anticipation with route recognition versus guessing, caught him guessing a couple times, making some bad decisions, looking to make a play, but it had poor situational awareness and uh, just kind of taking visual feedback before the snap and aggressively attacking what he thinks the play is going to be instead of trusting his keys. So I think those are some areas that he needs to work on. So that plus the academic ineligibility plus the uh, physical limitations as far as not being a universal scheme fit uh, I don't think this is a player that's going to go in the first couple of rounds of the supplemental draft, but I do expect him to have his name called because he's a pretty interesting player. He, he was a buzzy name entering the season, Kyle. Yeah. I, I know that a lot of people, him, Jair Alexander, Iman Marshall, remember the corner from, mm-hmm. from USC. These are all pretty highly regarded corners entering the season. And, you know, so <laughs> you watch Virginia Tech and, you didn't see a whole lot of Adonis Alexander. I mean, he was behind a couple of seniors there, Greg Stroman, who was a seventh-round pick, and then Brandon Faison, who actually didn't get drafted. And so Adonis Alexander was kind of behind those guys. He got to play in sub-packages against some bigger receivers and those types of things, but he didn't see the field a ton. He wasn't an every-down player. And so when I – I know you went to uh, – you saw Virginia Tech uh, three times against Clemson. Yep. Did you see – yeah, we saw, combined we saw him three times – and the first time I was there uh, at Lane, I, I spoke to some people. I was like, uh, you know, what's going on with Adonis Alexander? Why can't he get on the field over face-on and Stroman? And the first person I asked said, this, this guy's a complete knucklehead. He doesn't take anything seriously. And, and you know, Stroman and, and, uh, and face-on are just, you know, kind of do the right thing. They work hard and, you know, they're, they kind of attack it like a pro. And then I went to another person and said, hey, what's up with this? And he said to me straight up, he says, like, the coaches don't care for him because he doesn't take anything seriously. And I think, he, you know, Alexander told on himself a little bit with the statement that he put out, basically saying he didn't take his academics seriously and that he kind of thought he was, you know, that he was invincible to an extent. And you see this a lot with players. Um, but, you know, it's, it's something that it, it kept him off the field at Virginia Tech, and it's put him in a situation where he, he's not eligible to play and he's in the supplemental draft. And so, you know, there's some, some concerns – with, you know, with his skill set and that it's not universal across the board, helpful for every team, but all of the, you know, the maturity issues that, of course, right now he's saying all the right things. He's got, he wants to get drafted and be part of a, an NFL team, but, you know, someone's you're going to have to really vet this out and, and see if this is a guy that, you know, you're going to bring in because, you know, he, he didn't get on the field over a late-round pick and, and an undrafted pick based solely on his, uh, you know, not solely, but – largely on his immaturity. So that's something to, to take into account. And you mentioned Washington as a destination. It's interesting. Washington drafted Greg Stroman, and they drafted Tim Settle. So they're familiar. You know, they're very familiar with Virginia Tech. I can also see Seattle, right, just because they love the big, long corners, and they, they do have a bit of a need right now opposite of Shaquille Griffin. So, you know, I think Seattle – and they're a team that does funky stuff. Now, he's going to have to run better – jump higher than he did for Seattle to be interested, but I can see that being a potential fit. Yeah, now he he was reported on his page with the Hokies as having a 41-inch vert. So yeah. we'll, we'll see. The truth probably lies somewhere in the middle 
but testing, he's going to have a pro day at, uh, at Virginia Tech in the next couple weeks. It's going to be a big one for him uh, because, as you said, there's, there's questions on multiple fronts here that need to be addressed. Uh, Kai, with the film fresh on your mind, yeah. is this a player that you say maybe he's a safety? No. No. Because I don't trust him in a head-up situation as a tackler. He likes to cut guys down low and has some success in doing so, but he, he never wraps up, or he very rarely wraps up. Uh, I don't think he has the explosiveness to be a rangy guy on the back end, and he's got questions with his ability to anticipate and correctly identify route combinations. So yeah, what's where yeah where are you gonna put him if you're gonna put him on the back end just because he can't turn and run with guys, um, I, I think he's more developmental boundary corner use his length and use the physicality that he has which is one of his better traits. Uh, so for me this is strictly a boundary corner. I think he's got too many questions and too many areas to improve to put him at safety. Uh, one last thing to tie a ribbon on this uh, from me is. Uh, we've seen out there, you know, that Adonis Alexander and, and Holton Hill kind of mentioned the same conversation. Yeah. Holton Hill troubled off the field issues, but the outstanding, outstanding traits and really good tape. Not not in the same sphere, for me at least. I don't know where you stand on that, but uh, I, I don't think it's a fair comparison. No, give me Holton Hill ten times out of ten yeah. as far as the, the film and the upside. Uh, academically ineligible versus some of the things that have reportedly troubled Holton Hill. That's a different story. Yeah. And that, that may be uh, an automatic disqualifier if there are strikes against Hill there at the NFL level. But uh, yeah, if you're, if you're taking it strictly off the talent, I will take Holton Hill 10 times. Out who, of 10. who was UDFA by the well, yes. by the way, Holton Hill. So yes. we'll, we'll see fact or fiction. Adonis Alexander gets drafted in a supplemental draft. Fact fifth round. Okay. All right. Interesting. Book it. Joe, can we talk about a quarterback? Quarterback? I love quarterbacks. I know you do. You can't stop watching. I got the fever for quarterbacks, man. I love quarterbacks because it's the most contextualized, in-depth watch that you can do. You got to take everything into account. So I watched uh, newly minted Michigan quarterback Shea Patterson over the weekend. And Shea, um, he's complicated just like watching quarterback films. So, Shea, I think this offensive structure at Ole Miss sucks. It's not good. Uh, All the games that I watched, teams blitzed and brought an extra rusher than Ole Miss could block and dared them to throw quick passing, and they did not. They continued to do um, 10-plus-yard route stems and require their receivers – to get down the field before flipping their eyes back. And it really set Shea Patterson up on a tee to get walloped on a whole bunch of occasions. LSU was ugly. Auburn was ugly. So um, Patterson missed the end of the year. I believe he had an ACL injury that, that cost him the end of the year. And he's going to Michigan. So this is the big litmus test for a guy like Shea Patterson, who I think physically has really attractive tools. He's athletic. He can throw uh, very accurate balls when he's standing tall on the platform. And he's got good arm strength and and flash some really nice uh, ball placement skills as well. Can you pick up what John Harbaugh is putting down? Because if, I'm sorry, Jim Harbaugh is putting down. If you pick up what Coach Harbaugh is coaching you, then 
I'm in. Because physically, the, the gifts are all there. But it was really, there's a lot of gray area in that tape because I'm looking at, you know, Auburn loading double barrel blitzes up the A-gap. And Patterson's staring it right down. And no adjustment, just takes the snap, and there's a guy running right up the middle in his face. So it's, um, it's one of those things that you have to try and extrapolate beyond the success of the play and look at the traits of the player. And I think in Patterson's case, he's got a lot to really like. I'm really intrigued by him. But there's a lot more questions than answers that a new scenery with a new coach like Coach Harbaugh should be able to provide. Yeah, I, interesting comments you made there because I felt the same way watching Ole Miss last year. And uh, the structure of the offense, you'd like to think, will lend itself to a better season for Shea. And I know there's a lot of intrigue with him and, and how he's going to fit into this team. And I think they open with Notre Dame on uh, in week one. So that'll be a, a fun Fun first contest for Shea. If, if he's on track, have you, have you in your film study or what you researched, do we have an indication if he's going to be ready to go week one? I know it was a big deal that he was declared eligible to play with the transfer. Okay. So from my understanding, um, he he's going to be on target. I hope he doesn't wear 20, though. Ah, it's bad. Right? That is a butt-ugly number for a quarterback. Jared Lorenzen. That's what I think about when I see a quarterback with a number in the 20s. Remember 22 oh, at Kentucky? thank goodness he's wearing number two. He's not, he's not going to wear number 20. He's going to wear number two. And uh, Okay, you, oh, so your producer confirmed that here yeah, while I've, we're recording. I, I got it looking okay. right now. Yeah, I'm looking Very at good. it right very good. Kyle, I want to talk about a player that I recently watched on film, and that is Duke cornerback Mark Gilbert. 6'1", 175 pounds. He's the cousin of Darrell Revis. So if that Ooh. doesn't get your attention, I don't know what does. He had a great uh, season last year for the Blue Devils. 15 pass deflections, 6 interceptions. First team all ACC. He was the leading go- get, uh, vote getter for balloting uh, for cornerback. So very highly respected player by the ACC's coaches. And when you have that type of ball production, you're going to have that respect and you're going to have the attention of the NFL. And so I wanted to get my eyes on him and see, you know, what he can do outside of play the ball because that's very apparent when you pop on the film. You can tell when the ball's in the air, he knows how to get himself in position, whether it's over the shoulder, tracking it, breaking on it, forward to, to make a beautiful job of working through the receiver's hands to disrupt it, and uh, he does a really good job of tracking it over his shoulder and positioning himself to compete. He has those natural ability at the catch point to win, and I love that. And that's something that the NFL covets in cornerbacks. I uh, really love that they trust him, and that Duke secondary, they do so many different techniques, and I love that in a cornerback where you know it's not he's not just a press guy or a man guy or a zone guy. He can really do so many different things in terms of what he's asked to do in coverage, and I think that multiplicity is so important in the NFL. So if you can get a cornerback that can do different things already, uh, I think that's tremendous. And you, you can really see how well he, he mirrors routes, he anticipates them out of bunch sets, but then how he leverages routes so well. He knows where his help is. And he, and he really uses that to his advantage. Just a lot of natural coverage skills that you love. Now, the one things 
that really concerns me with about about him is is that he is a little bit thin, right? 175 pounds at six foot one, and that shows up. Like they'll ask him to play and press, and he does a really good job getting his hands on the receiver in the contact window, but he doesn't have any redirectability. There's no real pop in his hands, and he's not really going to disrupt that timing and and manipulate routes early on. And when you ask him to play off contact and be a, a D gap defender. It's not that he's a bad tackler because he does a really good job of wrapping up at the thighs. Like, I don't have any issues with that. He has very modest contact power. But if you need him to get off a block, man, this dude gets ridden out of bounds, like, over and over again. So that's a concern for me. Uh, He's just a junior this year, right? So we don't know if he's going to come out or not. But if he has another big season like he did last year, that'll be certainly something, you know, that'll be more and more talked about. Although Duke guys don't necessarily come out early very often. But uh, coverage skills, they're there. Ball skills. There, you want to see him get a little bit stronger so he can be more effective with his hands and getting off blocks. Joe, is the worst Dukey in the history of Duke, Grayson Allen, or what? Yeah, man, that was a heck of a segue. Uh, yeah, I don't, I can't like that guy, right? I mean, he's like the, I, mean, I don't want to call him the Draymond Green or anything like that because that's just really dirty, but he, I don't know how you can root for the guy. Yeah, I can't stand Grayson He's Allen. a baby. He's just a baby. What's, who's the equivalent NFL equivalent of Grayson Allen? Now, the reason I pivoted so hard there is because I haven't watched him. So I have, I have <laughs> no context or anything to follow up your take. So I'm just going to tr- trust your opinion on him and ask you who, the, who you think that Grayson Allen, uh, as far as insufferable uh, player in the NFL, is. Behavior? See, the thing is, like, the guys in the Gronkowski. NFL— you're going Gronkowski. No, I don't even well, know why. Of course, I, I want to go Gronk, but I, but there's those guys that just they just do dirty crap, like in the heat of competition. But you don't see anybody like dude. Babies like that don't play NFL football, unless you got. I mean, there's a quarterback. I mean, is there is there like a, a fit throwing quarterback? I, I don't know. I I don't see guys with that type of demeanor playing football. You got somebody that stands out? Not really. No. As far as just, like, I just want to punch him in the face. <laughs> no, not really. I know somewhere Paige DeMacos is smiling real hard because she's she had declared, uh, our, our FRS colleague had declared Grayson Allen the most punchable face in sports. Not wrong. Show I, me the yeah, lie. There is no lie. There is absolutely no lie. Joe, any parting thoughts for the people? Uh, go, Mike. Um, and... Uh... Hope you uh, your windshield gets tightened up, man. Oh, I hate, thanks, I hate that for thanks, man. No, it's it's all right. They're gonna come by the house tomorrow. Did you know oh, they do look this? Look at that. Did no, you know that's do? tremendous. Wow, you don't have to go anywhere. Yeah, so I've put a, a claim in through Geico, and they said right. you can shop somewhere else and take it somewhere else, or you can pay your deductible, and we will send someone to your house to replace it in your driveway. Uh, Is <laughs> there's no decision to be made here? Uh, what is it? Uh, so, wow, it's gonna you're gonna have to pay your deductible, huh? I'll, it's, it's, that's I'll, I'll pay the deductible, and that's it. It's like that expensive to replace a windshield. I've never dealt with this. Uh, the quote I got was right around five hundred bucks. Okay, it's probably about what your deductible is. You're correct. Yeah, but do you want the claim? I mean, I know this is a weird conversation for listen, a, a podcast. Listen, do you want I'm, the claim on I'm, your? I'm a good driver. I'm a great driver. I always drive when we're together. I don't. Yeah. I don't have any. I cannot validate you have, you, your. Yeah, that, this, you're a good driver. Uh, just don't ask some people from my my personal life, and let's just believe I'm a good driver. 
Okay. Like I, I'll like say this. Believe my Mark Gilbert take. I have to believe you. Yes, that, that, that's, that's right. I have not. No, I'm going to knock on wood. You guys are my witnesses. I have not caused an accident or been at fault in an accident in 13 years of driving. Been driving so almost half my life. I haven't caused a single accident. I would like okay. to think that's a good indicator versus my sister who hits uh, the barriers that protect the gas pump from you running into them. So my sister got all the bad genes in the family for uh, driving skills, which I'm Kyle, very am I a bit, for. Am I a bad driver? Your directional skills are just terrible. That's all. Yeah, I don't know where I am. I never know where I am. But I <laughs> – because I too have never uh, had an accident where I was at fault. And so I was, I was curious to see if that was a good indicator if you're a good or bad driver. And you said that I am a good driver, so maybe you could be honest. I think, I think you're a safe driver. Very safe, But yeah. you, have, you don't even know your way home around your hometown. You've picked me up from the airport and gotten lost on the way home. I'm impressed. Every time. Every, not, not once. <laughs> Getting you're right. home from it's the Charlotte every airport time. struggle am I. Now, let, give yourself some credit before we sign off here. You have told me this is incredibly complicated, the, the, the roadways getting in and out of the Charlotte airport, correct? Yes. Fact. Now, is that because they've done construction, kind of remodeled them recently, or it's just there's 18 different ways to, to go about it? Um, there's, uh, there's some turns that sneak up on you, you know, and, uh, and once you – there's it's not like you get – out of the airport, like into major roads that will, you know, you get onto an interstate that you know how to get anywhere from. It's like more side roads, you know? And so I think it's just that there's no clear course once you get off there and there'll be signs like to the interstate, but you got to take it like three or four miles. And so you second guess yourself, start making turns. You don't need to. And the next thing you know, you're lost. It's no good. It's not, not good. good. Guys, we want to hear from you. We want to hear some guys on film you want us to break down. We want to hear if you've ever gotten lost in Charlotte trying to drive home from the airport. Uh, you can let Joe know that specifically. I don't need to know those specifics. He's on Twitter, at the Joe Marino. I'm at NDT Scouting. Uh, if you've also had some experiences with replacing windshields in your driveway or anything like that, uh, give me a little bit of an idea what to expect by the time you listen to this uh, I still will not have had it replaced. It's tomorrow afternoon. Uh, so if you've got any tips for me, it would be greatly appreciated. And if you have anybody you want us to check out on film, let us know. Uh, Joe, we've been putting out, out a lot of polls recently on Twitter. We've had some great results with those. So we highly encourage you guys to see those on our Twitter profiles. Interact with us. Uh, let your voice be heard. It's one of the, our, our primary initiatives right now is to get you guys involved in this as much as possible and have some fun with us. Uh, also, hit that subscribe button. We'll be back again on Thursday talking some more NFL draft, college football prospects. Thanks for listening to Draft Dudes Podcast. I'm Kyle Krabs signing off with Joe Marino, and we'll catch up with you again soon. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. 
Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits. So you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.